So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Uh, I'm Patty, uh, and I'm in a band called As It Is. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album, I Went to Hell and Back. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response so far? Uh, I feel incredible. Uh, it was a record that we recorded and uh, wrote throughout uh, a very isolated and weird time. So to be nearing the other side of that and sharing it with the world feels really surreal and wonderful. Uh, and it's been a really cool response thus far. Hell yeah. It's listening awesome. to it earlier. It, it's so good. It is. Thank you. Very, very good. Yeah. You really Thanks. outdid yourself. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, right answers, both of you. So thank you so much. Hell yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, so is there any, any meaning behind the album name? I went to hell and back and the cover art. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I was thinking about it. It's really funny because I went to hell and back is sort of 50% of a lyric on the titular song. So, so it'll be really exciting when everybody hears the song. I went to hell and back because then you'll get the full context of that quote, but it really represented, you know, uh, you know, my, my head throughout the, the past, like really two and a half years of slowly, gradually piecing this thing together, but equally, when we were coming up with um, artworks, uh, I just sat down for about an hour and was like, okay, what, what, what does this make me feel? What do I see when I think about the phrase, I went to hell and back? And not, after not very long at all, this idea of you see a door frame, um, but the shadow uh, or the light pouring in through the door is a coffin on the floor. And instead of a silhouette of a person, you see a skeleton. And it's this sort of um, visual representation of presenting yourself as okay when on the inside uh, or at least you as you know yourself to be it's it, it's a completely different story um so that is sort of where the the quote comes from the title comes from and also the artwork um so psyched with, with how it all came together hell yeah yeah that's so sick oh my god that. all right <laughs> uh so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album yeah, absolutely. So um, a couple of these songs were written in late 2019 with Ronnie and myself and a few other sort of producers and co-writers in L.A. Uh, one of those was I Don't Give a Fuck, which was the first song that we released uh, from the right from the record. We wrote it with Mike Pepe and we recorded it with Zach Jones. Um, and but but the majority of the record we actually intended uh, had every intention of recording an EP in April of 2020, uh, which obviously didn't happen. Uh, mm -hmm. We were supposed to be in LA, but instead we were doing it over Dropbox and Zoom in our respective sort of living rooms and countries that we were in. We were in two different continents and all different places. Nobody was in the same space. Um, and after we'd done uh, the five or so songs towards that EP, all we had was just more time. Uh, and we said, okay, well, why don't we put this time to at least somewhat good use and we continue to write and we continue to record. And that's what we did. And we just kept going and kept going. And we wrote more than is on the record, but we wrote, yeah, really the entirety of this thing and recorded it from home. You know, I was using this microphone, I was in this living room and uh, I know that's not very special, but it, you know, for uh, given the the circumstances that every band and artist has been in, but it's been, for, you know, it's been nothing like our previous records, just because this, this is the new normal doesn't mean that this was like 
it doesn't resemble anything to like our previous records. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was really, really wild. It was really, really strange, but that that's the thing that makes sharing this with the world all the more special because it's been just something that's been only ours for the longest, longest time. Um, and yeah, just so psyched. It's nearly finally here. Hell yeah. You go ahead. How did you guys like adjust to that? Because like, obviously I would assume your, your previous records you've recorded in a studio together in the same room. And now this one, different continents recording it in separate spaces. How'd you guys like, you know, work around that? Yeah, word. So, so pros and cons for sure. Uh, pros for, for me was that I find singing and being in a vocal booth like really psychological um, in the sense that, you know, you get super in your own head about things when you sing, it's not like playing a fretted instrument. You, you can be like so pitchy and, you know, just because you hit the right notes, the emotion wasn't there and all this stuff. So just because a producer says, we got it, you're done. I don't necessarily feel done more times mm -hmm. than not. They are right because I'm in my head. I can't listen to that or hear it objectively. Um, but it was really fun to be self-indulgent and do about like 50 vocal takes of a single line wow. and submit yeah. only what I thought was like the coolest thing. Mm -hmm. And then I'll say, Zach, choose something from these five takes. But everything I've sent you, I think, is gold. That was really cool. And, you know, it, it was it was probably just setting like hours on fire like it was probably fine after like the you know less than eight takes but i i still spent like three hours per song and that was fun for me you know like that was that was really rewarding and gratifying to do that but the other thing too is that i'm like a serial doubter like all i want to hear is like this isn't good enough we need to do better and when like nobody was like in the room to be like this is sick uh stop worrying about it stop working on it if you keep working on it you're just gonna make it worse and for a lot of the time i did have to fight that urge that craving to like continue to write and shape and attempt to better something um but equally yeah it was it was um yeah pros and cons for sure just just like everything else but it, it was cool to just know what the other side of that previous studio process was like to be at home to be like my critic, the person I had to, to please the most at the end of the day. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did you manage to not drive yourself crazy? And how did you manage to like get everything done by the deadline? If you're taking like 50 tries to get one part of a song done. Well, that's the craziest thing is that like, cool. Like there were deadlines, but they ultimately meant nothing. Cause it's yeah. like, we just yeah. kept working and it was like, <laughs> Economy, like we could just work on this damn thing forever. And then there were times when people's understanding of like, when is a song done? Or like, when should we stop working on something? When should we stop improving it? Like we were on like totally different pages where like, I'll be like, this is like a demo. Like we, we, we have still haven't finished writing this damn song. And everyone's like, no, that that's been done since last year. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, yeah. so there were, there were those conversations to be, to be had. Um, but equally, yeah, I mean, you ask like, how did you not go crazy? I think we all did go crazy ultimately <laughs> mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, it's like, if you just have forever to work on something, why wouldn't you? Uh, and we did, uh, until there, we used up the, the very last of the time and then it was done it was submitted. I'm one of these people where I will like, oh, like I'll procrastinate and procrastinate, but like when that deadline is there, like that's when the majority of the work happens. So it's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. So we need to finish this thing now and today. Um, and we did. And that's just, yeah, is in that way, it's similar to every other record. But yeah, definitely went crazy. Definitely drove ourselves crazy with this thing. 
All right. Perfect. Um, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Oh, fun. Oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> um, um, well, I'll give you guys an exclusive in the sense that I haven't, th- this will be the first time that I've shared the, the, the full uh, album title, or at least the context that it was taken from, because because it is one of my standout lyrics on the record for me. And it's, I, I went to hell and back beca- because heaven was just too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, I mean, I just like wrote it with like tears in my eyes, like way too just sort of like hard on myself to even like look at anybody else. Like everybody was on call that day, but I wasn't. I was like I, having like a real bad time, but mm-hmm. it did birth that song. And that is just true to how I felt on that day. And it was it's uh, went to hell and back and not from, you know, having not been trying. It's just, you know, it's uh, despite my 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 best and greatest, truest efforts. It was like, oh, this just wasn't uh, in the cards for me in that moment. Um, but yeah, uh, that that's one of my favorite lyrics on the on the record. Yeah. Thanks for asking. That's sick. Very good lyric. Uh, so what song on the album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Um personal favorite might be i miss 2003 um that was the song we wrote last towards the record we wrote that using the very last two days of our studio time uh and for that reason it's really special and it's you know special for a, a number of other reasons as well um but the song that took the longest to write is oh damn i don't really know because that that wasn't something we, we we did try to sort of embrace like if it felt good the first time around then we should probably just like keep it in that space and we didn't change like too many things down the line uh yeah nothing's coming to mind so that makes me feel feel like there weren't too many songs because there there have been songs like a, on our first record, there's a song called Concrete, and we rewrote that about eight times, like oh, literally no less God. than eight times. Yeah. Um, and it turned out cool. So that, yeah, it worked in that case. But yeah, I can't think of any. It, I'll, I'll keep sort of like cycling that question in my brain. But for the most part, it's like if, if a song was like done, it was like apart from like a couple like lyric changes and a couple like production-y tricks, it was like, OK, this thing's like where it is now. Yeah. Oh. All right. That's good. All right. Uh, so how did the track list for this album come about? Did you guys write the opener to be an opener, closer to be a closer, just kind of shuffle it around, listen through a couple of times? What was that process like? Yeah, no, it, it, there was nothing quite like that. Where The the way the track listing stands uh, feels like great, but, you know, we've we've done concept records in the past and this was very much like, OK, like, let's try to, like, fully separate ourselves from something because just like the task of being creative in such a like bleak sort of zeitgeist that the world was in it was just sort of like okay like this is already nearly impossible for me (laughs) at least so it's like okay let's just make this like let's just write each track about like what we're feeling this day and you know uh it's it's not about the bigger picture of the record although i guess you know like i missed 2003 like when it, it seems to be a recurring thing that every time you write like the last track on a record it ends up being kind of special because it's like you've painted like the the majority of the canvas and you can sort of like look back and say like what's missing like what like what's the color or like what's the sort of arc that's missing on the record and that was very much that one for me um but yeah no it, it wasn't like heavily like calculated or anything like that for for that reason it was really much it was like returning to our roots of like okay just like 
let's just be remember what it means to be like a band you know when you're like 10 and 12 and you just like pick up an instrument and you don't know what the fuck you're doing it's like if it feels good then it probably is good that was sort of the uh the the approach with this one okay i love that oh, okay. um so where was your headspace at while you were writing this album i know you've kind of briefly touched on it throughout some of the other questions yeah, totally. So, so it was, it, it was a tricky one. It's, it's definitely an as it is record in the sense that, you know, it's, it's exploring all the sort of like dark, different darknesses of like the inside of my brain and things. Um, but it was definitely, so this is our, our first record without Ben, who, who was one of the founding members of the band and still a great friend of mine. Um, but you know, he and I were always like, the the two like everybody had you know cracks at like writing lyrics and stuff but he and i like took on the 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 most of it the brunt of it um and he always had this really like beautiful sort of like poetic style of lyricism um and for me it was much more like melodic when i write a lyric it it comes with a melody and a syncopation it's like i'm singing that thing in my brain while i while i scribble it across a page or whatever and this was very much just sort of like okay so the majority of these are just like me with all this time uh and uh it was it was more just about just being sort of like blunt and being like like a lot of my favorite lyricists do have that like pretty and poetic sort of style about them like uh justin from like motion city soundtrack and uh ben from death cap for cutie and stuff and this was like okay we've portrayed like my really ugly thoughts is like looking pretty and sounding pretty. Like, let's take these ugly thoughts and just make them ugly and so, like mm -hmm. just portray them just exactly as they are. We don't need to like hold up like a cool light or mirror to them. It's like, okay, let's just talk about how these thoughts totally suck. And uh, that was very much, yeah, the the approach uh, to, to to writing these ones. But yeah, it, it's you know the 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 battles I've been going through for the, the past three records are the same on this one in that respect it's just yeah you're gonna hear it a little differently like written differently delivered differently for sure okay awesome and so i'm so happy to hear you guys are kind of coming into your own now and just kind of i don't know it's it makes me happy it makes me yeah happy. thank you thank you so much that's sick mm -hmm. uh, so how do you recommend your listeners to listen to this album for the first time should they play it in the car with friends should they play it in the dark with headphones on should they blast out a party what do you personally recommend that's funny. I misheard you. I thought you said play it in the car in French. I'm like, okay. Oh, I mean, they could try <laughs> the, the, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The French version of I Went to Hell and Back is the one. You got to play it in the mm -hmm. car. Just you roll through Paris playing the French version. Oh, yeah. that, that's really funny. Um, I, you know, I'm not like a gatekeeper in terms of like telling anyone how to like uh, enjoy music or listen to music. Like I, if you if you want to like wait until you're holding the record in your hands and you like flip the thing from side a to side b and you only mm -hmm. listen to it in track order and you don't listen, look at your phone once like that's fine but equally if you want to do what like i mean ultimately like we all listen to music in a different way these days like we can listen like you can you, you get bored of the record like go to something else and like come back to ours and like that's not going to bother me that's fine like just whatever brings you joy however you want to enjoy your music that's like totally fine with me um but yeah, no, I think it, it it's it's a it's a great track listing. I think it's a cool record. But yeah, however people want to hear it is is totally fine. But I do I do respect you know like when a record comes out, if it's like something to like celebrate, if it's something you've been anticipating, yeah, you can lock yourself in a dark room and only be with that record and only be with us if you want to. Like that's special. That's like super super flattering. So yeah, to just do what you want. Have a good time. All right. Mm -hmm. Wait, if you don't mind me asking, how did you listen to the record for the first time? <laughs> that's awesome um 
Yeah. To be fair, since we've like submitted the thing, I did like, and because I think the last time I, I listened to the record like in full was mm-hmm. while we were figuring out the track list. So I, maybe I haven't listened to it um, all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably have at, at, at one certain point for sure. But um, it's, you know, I, I I was listening to it in Dropbox just sort of in order and like going from track to track. But once it's like in my iTunes and things and once it's on Spotify, like that'll be exciting. I will spend a day with it and just enjoy it for what it is for sure. All right. Okay, good, good. Um, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Okay, very cool. Um um yeah um sad sad (laughs) sad uh very possibly but equally it's 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 sort of like i think i'll sort of say like past present and future is isn't like a, a bad way to look at it because this is the most sort of like forward thinking our music has ever sounded and I think that's just you know just because of how exciting the scene is like right now it's like the most like sort of like diverse and like alive the 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 artists and the the fans have ever been and like looked and it's just like it's so it's such an exciting time to be a rock musician Mm -hmm. so so equally as much as our like I love our previous record I love the Great Depression but it was looking like backwards to like our favorite bands in that respect and like okay like let's let's have our attempt at sounding like an emo and post hardcore band whereas this is very much like the the future of the genre uh it's it's the most like current we've ever tried to sound as well um and with that respect I'm like I'm like really proud of that because it's sometimes you can get so sort of psyched out by like what the critics are going to think and what uh, the naysayers are going to think. But this was very much, I mean, we, in the same breath, we've never been a cool band. We've never been trying to like impress anybody, anybody, but ourselves. But I think this is like the most exciting the genre has ever been. So sort of like past, present and future, I don't think is a bad uh, or, or bad three words to describe this record either. So, yeah. All right. Perfect. Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Um, yeah, great question. Um, Thank you. I would say, you know, I, I it wouldn't necessarily be like a hopeful feeling, but I would say like a comforted feeling. It's it's the reason I've always written sad music and have always gravitated towards listening to sad music is not because, you know, I don't want art. And I don't want other people to give me the answers. You know what I mean? I don't want people to to write a lyric that solves all my problems. I just want somebody to sort of give some validity to my feelings and say, like, I feel this way, too, if you do. Um, and that's all we've ever tried to do. And that's 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 certainly what this record is, which is saying if if you have also felt this way, it's not telling you who to be and how to fix yourself. It's just reminding you that, like, yeah, a ton of people feel this way too. I feel this way too. So I would say comforted uh, is maybe not like the most articulate word that I could think of, but that's certainly the feeling that I want people to to leave this record feeling for sure. All right. I love that. Uh, so what band or artist influences can you hear the most on this album, if any? Yeah. Um, so everything 
that like Travis is touching right now, everything Travis Barker is touching right now, I just think is like so excited between like MGK and Avril and Youngblood and Willow. And uh, I, I just think it is like such an exciting like moment in in this scene. But equally, you know, uh, it's it's the same influences that we've always had. Like, you know, the, the roster of like drive-through records in the late 90s and early 2000s is still like a huge influence, like Hidden in Plain View and the early November and Newfound Glory and things. So it's um it's uh it's interesting in that respect because it's also you know um our our drummer uh stepped away from the band to become a firefighter and it's like hella amicable we, we saw each other like less than a month ago and it was so much fun mm -hmm. um but it is the first record we've done without like a drummer it's like i play drums but i'm not our drummer so it was there yeah. for for that reason there's a lot more sort of like digital drums and electronic drums and stuff um and i think that's really been a, a huge thing that really shaped the sort of like modernity of like the 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 sound on the record it, it sounds a lot more current for 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 that reason alone um so yeah tons of influences and you know working with um with zach jones maybe you, you the the listeners maybe you don't know zach jones right now but i'm sure you're gonna because he's like only working on like the coolest most exciting stuff in the scene right now um but when you work with a producer like they are a member of the band essentially mm -hmm. for as long as you're working on that thing. Um, and his influence was, was huge on this record. Um, so yeah, such like an invaluable, uh, in, uh, input on the record. It, it sounds incredible for that reason. So you said you lost your drummer first record you recorded without a drummer. Are you guys going to have one on tour? Are you going to rely on like electronic digital drums on tour as well? Yeah, no, so we're, we're absolutely going to have a live drummer. And we we did our first four shows uh, since COVID. Uh, we did them, I guess it was three months ago now. And we had the drummer of Max, the drummer of Set It Off, oh. playing drums for us. Um, but we're about to tour with them. Uh, and mm -hmm. I don't want to make him work quite that hard. Uh, I just want to <laughs> yeah. make him like focus on playing his own stuff. So yeah, we, we've got somebody else playing drums for uh, for that tour. Uh, and then we're also touring with um, Mayday Parade um, in the UK in sort of late May and June. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll always have yeah a live drummer back there, which is uh, always a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. So what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record? Great question. My, I, 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 I was saying this to, to Ronnie. Uh, some of my favorite memories would be um, when you sort of like go into and subsequently like walk out of the studio, it's kind of like, like a game, like a sports game or like a match. Like sometimes you win, some days you're going to win, some days you're going to lose. And then like when we would drive home to wherever we were staying, like to whatever Airbnb or friend's house or whatever, um, you got to ride the emotion of that for better or for worse. Sometimes you would just sulk and you would vent and you would just like talk about like how much the day sucked. And like, mm -hmm. we just had such high hopes and it just didn't happen. But in the same breath, when you like came back from a win, and you were just like so amped up and your adrenaline was so high and you just felt so, so great. You got to ride that good feeling for like as long as you wanted the night to last. And Ronnie would drive, uh, drive us home most nights. And sometimes he'd be so excited listening to the song 
and how many amazing opportunities were going to arrive to us as a result of this particular song. He would miss our exit by about like <laughs> six to eight exits. And I would just let him because it was just so funny. And yeah. It was just so much fun. He has like the, the most like infectious, like positive energy. And it was just so fun. Like we would just like laugh and I'd be like, by the way, Ron, like you missed our exit like yeah. probably 25 minutes ago. <laughs> and he would just come back to and go, oh, Oh, <laughs> yeah like an extra 30 minutes driving home because of that those were some of my favorite memories and uh yeah yeah it was just it was it was just so much fun because yeah you got to sort of like celebrate the wins but you just got to like commiserate and the losses together and it just you know just brings you closer closer together because of that you have that like bond so yeah those were some of my favorite moments i love that oh, so much yeah um so for this question, picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? That's awesome. So I, um, unrelated slightly, but I, I saw like a meme today and it said like, it was about bands on tour and it's that meme where it's just like no one. And then it says like every gas station bathroom. And it's yeah. like the, it's the setting of the, the first Saw movie where there's just a dead <laughs> body in the middle of the yeah, room yeah, yeah. and there's just blood and like dirt everywhere. I was like, yeah, that's, that's absolutely what every gas station bathroom on tour looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me, um, it used to be like, uh, just some of like the like the largest coffee you could get at gas stations, but I've sort of like switched over to like energy drinks because they're more reliable. But mm-hmm. I'll usually get you know the, do you know those like Snyder's pretzel things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The like the like buffalo wing flavor of those. If they've got those in any gas station, I absolutely get them because I think they are just like so damn good. Um, it's like those two, if I can leave a gas station with those two, like an energy drink and Buffalo wing flavored pretzels, like it's been a win. It's been a huge win at that gas station for sure. All right. For sure. What is your preferred energy drink? Cause there's so many and some are good. Some are bad. Which one's your favorite? Excellent question. Um, and it's always just sort of like the plain flavors of them over here in the UK. It's one called relentless and over in the States, it's probably rockstar. I think just plain rock star is like my thing. And I like Red Bull a little bit and I don't love monster as much as I used to. I think Mm -hmm. I like when when I was younger, it was like only monster, right? Like that, cause that just tastes like melted candy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I'll, I've still got time for it. It's still cool and still fun, but yeah, no, it's uh, relentless over here in Rockstar in the States, I think. Yeah. But you know, it changes. Sometimes we, we try it all out and get fancy, but all right. (laughs) right, Getting crazy in the van. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Oh, what a cool question. Well, so we're, I, I, I want to say because like Ronnie's American, but we're like a UK band and I, well, I'm sort of, I, I've got dual citizenship. I'm from both countries. So it's like, it's got kind of maybe like a sort of British take on an American thing or an American take on a British thing. And I can't mm. like place my finger on what that is. Maybe we're baked beans because both countries do like really different takes on baked beans, but they're both good. Like the US is like this sort of like barbecue beans, but over here in the mm-hmm. UK, we've got this like tomato sauce beans thing. That's probably such a boring ass answer, but we're like really boring ass people. So that's probably <laughs> perfect for us. So there you go. All right. All right. I respect beans. it. All um, right. Perfect. So where do you see the band in the next five years? Oh, great question. I mean, right now I'm just like so thankful that we're like still doing this thing. Um, And I just like can't wait to get like back on the road. I'm hoping that 
um because you know like we took it for granted so much that we got to just like tour the world and we got to do like japan four times and australia three times and we've done the philippines and all this really cool stuff but there's still countries we haven't been to and i hope that in the next five years we get to see some of these countries and continents we haven't been to we still haven't been to like central and south america Mm -hmm. we still haven't gotten to do most of like southeast asia um and there's still some, and there's still European countries we, we haven't played. We haven't been to Scandinavia yet. So there's, there's yeah, a ton of cities, countries, and continents that we're coming for. I really hope that that can happen sometime in the next five years. So just hopefully we're still doing this thing just a little more like traveled. And we've like gotten to know a few more fans uh, who have been there for like, you know, probably the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I hope for sure. All right. I like that. Perfect. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah, please. Let's bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> so we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Well, I feel like it's okay. Well, so I, I, I could give the gas station answer and I could say baked beans, <laughs> but I, I truthfully, neither of those are true. My okay, my favorite things to eat, Um, I really like... Uh, any sort of like Mexican or Japanese food. So, mm-hmm. so maybe it's going to be like sushi or maybe it's going to be like a nice like burrito or something. Um, but as far as like a drink, I do really like just like really nice black coffee. Um, so maybe we'd do that. I don't know. I, do, I don't think I'm not a fancy guy. So I don't think I'd want to get any more fancy than that. Um, yeah, that's probably the move. Okay. Sounds great. Uh, so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Excellent question. Okay, well, Hell so... Yeah. So there could be like, I'm a big Pokemon guy, so it could be a Pokemon world, but that's actually a sort of like menacing possibility to like live in a Pokemon world, but maybe it would be cool and fine. But I also played a lot of Animal Crossing over lockdowns and things. Mm -hmm. And that is like not menacing whatsoever and like Mm -hmm. totally my speed. So I think, yeah, we'd just go to like the Animal Crossing Island and just like have a really cool time there for, you know, we'd retire there. That's a a good speed for me. Okay. Very good. Uh, so I actually have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite color? Yeah, that is important. That's a huge, mm-hmm. it, it like, it's so, so my favorite color is black, if that's an acceptable answer, because I know it's like technically a shade, not shade, a color, yeah. but it is black. That is my favorite color. It's like mm-hmm. 98% of my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the color of like my hair and my nails and just everything. It's yeah. it's my mood. Um, so that is my favorite color. And if you'll accept that, then yeah, final answer for sure. I'll accept for it. You, Glory I'll accept that. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I have an exception. I'll, okay. I'll accept all right. this. this <laughs> okay. um, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, Yeah, I'll plug the record and I'll plug the singles that are off it. It's called I Went to Hell and Back and it's coming out early next year. Um, And we're taking the thing on tour. We're going to be touring with our friends and set it off in North America. And we're going to tour with Mayday Parade in the UK. Um, And I really hope we get to see you there. And if you're not coming out to that one, then just keep supporting live music because we're all still hurting from this pandemic thing. Oh, and please get vaccinated like I have. I got Mm -hmm. my booster uh, probably a week ago and I'm feeling great about tour looking forward to it. Um, so yeah, get your vaccines, get out to a show and support your favorite artist and band. Cause, uh, we've missed you and they probably have too. Hell yeah. Perfect. All Congrats right. on the booster, by the way. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. It I'm feels waiting. great. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Patty from as it is. And we have been the good noise podcast.